There was an idea. The two podcasters could join together and cover every single superhero television show and movie that exists. Scott and Chris combined their talents to form Binge Storm and to make this idea a reality. Then Barry Allen popped in and reminded us that short of having time-altering super speed, there's no way in hell we can accomplish that in one lifetime. We'll do what we can. So, anywho, welcome back to Weekly Heroics, a two true freaks guide to heroes on TV. all the food that I ate out of my city. <laughs> These guys tried to kill me, hero. Well, hey, well I'm sure you can take food. it. Oh, I can take it. I you, you requested the garbage plate. That's not oh, I loved it. Oh, man, I'd be all about one of those. Everything was great, man. Holy shit, it was everything. And I, and I was a pussy. I didn't even get the cheeseburger one. I got the I got the um, hot dog garbage plate. Oh, that's and a good guess, one. You're at Dogtown, so that was a pretty Yeah, that's why I did it. Everyone says the cheeseburger was the way to go. Oh, man, the expanded... Oh. I didn't eat one. I don't think I ate one bit of healthy food or even anything that was <laughs> for three days. It was awful. No, you know, eggs are uh, uh, eggs are good for you. Eggs uh, are healthy. With this, with, with a big slab of greasy sausage on yeah, it, and a ton funny. of hollandaise sauce. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Right. Yeah. And then the next day, I guess the weather was beautiful. Yes, totally. Uh, as soon as you left the city. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, fucking weather jinx. Fucking schlep rock that I am. I got the goddamn. Every two minutes, fucking Dario's looking at his GPS, the satellite, and he's like, oh, it's, it's going to pass over us any second now, and we get a fucking downpour. Every time we're running, Joe, I look at it. All right, untarp the shit. <laughs> it's just about bias. Don't like, worry, don't shut worry. Up. <laughs> don't worry. And all of a sudden, it gets rained on. He's covering up his action figures under his breath, like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Sometimes you just got to do that. not allowed to speak of the weather anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Kitty wakes up, because of course. Where are you lurking, fucking ninja? Oh, God. No. Cat. What's he trying to do? Get clawed tonight. Go away. <laughs> she hears me talking to invisible people. She decides she needs to get up and claw me somewhere. Yeah. Oh, you little asshole. Hold on. <laughs> Cat abuse going on. Yeah. We'll rescue you. Go fucking lay down somewhere. Cats don't really respond to verbal commands like dogs do. Cardboard house. They have no rules. No. (laughs) They live by their own rules, man. There we go. How you gotta do it. Got her to go scratch her cardboard house for a second. No, last. (laughs) Sounds like you got a lynx or something, for God's sake. Yeah, she's, she's got some respectable claws on her. Oh, Jesus. Her scars will never heal. I fucking Siamese. Marion Siamese is... Whew. She will not let us clip her nails. Oh, my God. I can't bring myself to. Yeah, cat's got no time for that shit, man. No time for that shit. If they're going to be an indoor cat, you got to clip them. Yeah. Do this thing. You guys are both kind of sketchy. All right. I'm always sketchy. Connection tonight, unless it's me. Me, 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 ma, 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 mo, mo, mo. <laughs> Lion face on the face. Yep. You gonna sit right there for a bit? All right. Behave, cat. Countdown, Scott. Please. In ten, <laughs> nine. Hi, welcome to Weekly Heroics, two true freaks guide to heroes on TV, the Preacher Cast. Uh, we're continuing our coverage of season three with episode three. I 
think there's my oh, yeah. notes. Yep, man, it's uh, it's gonna hurt. I'm here with the hair metal hero as usual, one half of our bin storm crew, and uh, a special guest tonight, all the way over from Eat It and Beat It, and occasional Gracio crossover is Dario Gonzalez. Hello. Hey. Hey. You guys. Uh, you guys would want to see my dingle? Ah, oh, you stole it from me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> no. This show has seen enough of your dingle. Here, <laughs> no, here. no such thing. We've been doing this. Uh, <laughs> you can't get enough of that. Can't get enough of that. <sighs> Gotta start it off awkward, huh? Okay. Oh, yeah, always. Okay. But, <laughs> yeah, what better way for a preacher cast? Uh, that pretty much awkward is preacher's middle name, if it had a middle name. God. Well, <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is a good episode. Um, first of all, we'll kind of grill Mr. Gonzalez here for a minute. Uh, are you an actual reader of the Preacher comics as well? I have, along with um, Why the Last Man was probably like the first comics that we uh, hunted for at the Comic-Con. My friend Lee and I, we would we would hunt for all of the uh, the trades. Nice, yeah. And you know, we would buy them here and there, and so finally we got them all. And the, the good thing about it is this is, God, how many years ago was that comic written? That was 20. I don't yeah, and so we yeah. it's been about ten years at least since since I've read it, maybe longer. So I remember the comic, but as I'm watching the show I'm remembering more and more of the comic. So it's not it's still kind of a surprise for me watching the show. Uh so that that's uh that's if I love I love the comic and man do I love this show. God <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It just when you think that they're not gonna take it to a different level, they, they do. And that's yeah, I love it. They 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 have no no qualms about taking it. It's right, right uh, where the comic went, and probably beyond. Who knows? Well, they've been wrapping it up, and I just started finally rereading the comics. I'm not about episode, uh, episode issue six, I think, so I'm not very far back into it. But uh, yeah, it, uh, but particularly the, you know, comparing it to the first season, it I've forgotten how vastly different a lot of stuff was. But um, I think the best we've always been able to hope for with this series is that they'll. They'll do their own thing with it, and they'll kind of show us certain scenes we want to see, you know, in, in glorious Technicolor. Mm-hmm. And then that's been working out pretty well so far. Yeah. <laughs> uh, plus, they're going places that the you know is the the original appeal of The Walking Dead. You know, if yeah. you read the comics too, is that they'll do things just enough differently that you'll keep surprised. And yeah. So cool! We got three book readers tonight. That's okay. a change. Mm-hmm. Let me uh, let me ask you guys a quick question. Because this comic, you know, had a beginning and has an end. Do you think that that makes it a little more watchable? I mean, like with The Walking Dead, you know, it, it's been dragging, and there's yeah. no end. I mean, here I know there's a beginning, and of course, there know that there's going to be an end. So that kind of makes me excited, unless it does so well that you think there's a possibility that AMC might throw a bunch of money their way, and maybe they'll keep it going, which I really don't want to see. I like. Uh, I, I don't. I don't see I think, that happening. Um, I mean, because they're they're doing short seasons, and I think the producers and um, and Garth Ennis is one of the producers on it too. I don't think they'll let that happen. Um, I mean, you can certainly tease out how long you want it to go because you know what the definite end game is. But uh, I don't. Right. I don't. I don't see a dragon like The Walking Dead does. No, I think AMC. Other than The Walking Dead, AMC's been smart in the past with stuff like Mad Men and Breaking Bad. Yeah. And they, I mean, they could have let Breaking Bad go on for another fucking ten years if they wanted to. It was that popular, you know, near the end. And then, but the, you know, the showrunners basically said, "It's like, look, we can tell this story in five seasons. That's how long we want to tell it." And um, 
and I think that would be very wise to do with this, you know, the series and my dreams. Hopefully they've, they've finally gotten to a, a level playing field of what the ratings are, um, that they've probably gone to Seth Rogen and been like, you know, how many seasons do you need to do this? And let's just, are you fucking kidding me? Dude, busy, sorry. Is it the, the cat again? No, it's my fucking door. <laughs> love living in an apartment building. <laughs> Give him a second, because you know they're going to buzz again. I hope it's the opera singing. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. But I'm sitting here trying to stay cool, so I'm like in my underwear, so I'm not fucking getting up. Uh, see, that's the difference between you and me. I'll answer the door in my underwear. I don't care. <laughs> Sorry for that visual there, folks at home. But <laughs> I'm back on low cab. It's going to be good in a couple of months. Uh, All right, where were we? I have no idea now. Uh, uh, talking to Seth Rogen. It's like erases everything from your brain. Um, what? What did you, you say? Drew? You were making a point about AMC talking to Seth Rogen. Ah, yeah. Yes, and, and hopefully they, they, you know, as Dario said, this is a beginning and an end. So they, they could have plenty of adventures, you know. But I think you need to, as producers, know how long you've got to be able to do it that way. Yeah. You know, to actually come to the the conclusion, you can't just kind of shoehorn it in <laughs> Legion at the end, you know, because they're going to order an extra episode or something yeah. to wrap it all up. Yeah, it's also going to allow them to cherry pick the the high points from the the book too, and then. You know, the stuff that, while you're reading the book, was interesting. You know, the certain mm-hmm. stuff, you can see why they're removing it, because it's not really necessary. <laughs> so, uh, well, They seem to be trying to hit a lot of them, though. They are. They are. I give AMC credit, man, because, you know, you remember the, the outcry last year, last season, about, you know, people were saying, this this has got to go, and this, they were like, you know, fuck it. This, they, they, uh, and, and from the beginning of this season, it looks like, hey, they don't care. You know, we're going to show this, and we don't care what what the uh, what the vocal minority or whatever yeah. said about it. We want to, you know, screw that. I mean, this is, if you don't like it, just don't watch it. I think it's, I think it's hilarious. I think it's, the casting should be, the casting to me is perfect. I mean, yeah. I, I can't think, I mean, I mean, there isn't much on AMC that I don't that I don't enjoy. I don't. I. I, I mean, Better Call Saul. I think that's some of the best writing and some of the yeah. best writing out there right now. Uh, and I'm waiting for that to come back. But, but they just do a good job, you know. And I hope the next project they do. And we were talking about maybe why The Last Man would be good, but I knew well uh, said, you know, that, it might be a little bit. No, that's in development as a movie. I think right? in development for something. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. No, I think it's going on one of the streaming services, but it's definitely oh, been right. like greenlit yeah, yeah, at this yeah. point. So. No, it's that's happening. That's good. But uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, it's vastly different from from the comic, really. Um, but it's got the spirit of it down yeah, pat. So. The black humor is definitely there, <laughs> and the and the subtle little notes that you see, you can pick up on here and there. I mean, I want, I know I know Scott's going to do his uh his breakdown. But it's the little things that you look for here and there, and you can see them that just crack me up. All right. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm honestly getting a little concerned, though, about them being able to stuff as it looks like they're trying to in this season, because we're, uh, episode three, we're still in Angelville. So let's, uh, and we're going to be for at least one more episode. So let's roll into it. All right. And, uh, poor Tina, I, I didn't get to watch this one with her, but I, I watched it before her, and, I warned her. I'm like, you're not going to like Jesse very much at the end of this. And she's like, well, he's an asshole a lot. I'm like, yeah, that could be a valid point. <laughs> but, uh, you're really not going to like him at the end of this one. 
uh, which he told you it was going to hurt, and they weren't lying. Yeah, the man looks good in top hat, though. <laughs> yeah. So Tulip drives into New Orleans and uh, marches into Harris. Nice little uh, driving montage and, and some great music. Drives to New Orleans and marches into Harris Star's office, only to find that it's now abandoned. And she hops back in the car and drives to Angelville. God, basically, in his dog suit, of course, pulls her over on his motorcycle. And uh, we eventually see that he does indeed look like fake God from the videotapes. I believe I kind of called that, thought it was his voice a couple episodes ago. Um, And he informs her that that was all part of his master design, of course. And it was all part of his master plan for her to foil Jesse's plan for her to be a fuck up. Basically, he was told poor Tulip. He was counting on her being a cursed O'Hare. So bad God. Yeah. And he tells her he tells her that he's a loving God over and over and, and starts to walk off, but she's not having it and follows him. And he explains that he's preparing a test for the future of creation, and it's pass fail, kids. Um, well, God's also like a purge. I mean, yeah, well, Tula points that out. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's, he's got a hot biker blonde on the back of his his Harley. So yeah, he's he's off to have some some shenanigans in his dog suit <laughs> and uh Tula, Tula literally doesn't believe him and accuses him of just you know, you're just down here screwing around you got a harley and a fucking ponytail and a woman like come on <laughs> you just don't want jesse to find you basically uh, you know god slams her to the ground with his almighty powers and rides off and Tula threatens to kick his opening titles <laughs> where else are you gonna get a show that is so ludicrous that it's absolutely hilarious I don't know. I mean, it's just you can, I've never seen anything anything like anything like it that can, that can compare. The, the beauty of it is, it's so ludicrous, but the actors are so good at just oh. like this is you know this is just the world. You know, yeah. vampires exist. Fucking yeah. God rides a Harley. It's no biggie. Um, and I can kick God's ass as long as I can get a hold of him first. Philip is the biggest badass in the fucking face. Yeah, pay her whatever the fuck you need to. AMC. Oh. Do not let Ruth Nega go. Uh, and as I said, we roll opening titles, and uh, we, we go visit our friend TC. He's painfully extracting a bullet from Cassidy's shoulder, while Cassidy enjoys some kind of hemlock roofie-type concoction out of a gas mask. <laughs> hemlock! You guys still with me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me give them a snort of that. Uh, Cassidy remarks he'd been shot and stabbed multiple times. Uh, probably not not a great idea to tell TC this, prompting TC to marvel at Cassidy's immaculate condition. He literally says a woman cut me in half once, you know, uh, with a samurai sword. And, and TC's like, uh, yeah, that really doesn't look like that. That would leave a mark. The best part about that was he was saying, while well, her husband was blowing, right, blowing him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> LGBTQ. I don't know that one will get recognized. LGBTQ community is always bitching about oh, not enough representation. I was like, there you go. We have a bisexual vampire now. Cut me in half. Uh, who was blowing me? Your husband? Who was blowing me? <laughs> Never see preacher held up as a, as a paragon of social, you know, social issues, virtues. Yeah. Uh, I wonder why. Um, maybe it's that inbred Jesus thing. <laughs> so Cassidy's immaculate condition, uh, you know, said uh, surprise the TC, and you can see the wheels start turning at TC's head. Not quite as quick as Jody's. Uh, Tulip tells Jesse about her encounters with God, and she guesses that God is scared of Jesse in Genesis, kind of a no shit at Sherlock, and she threatens to deal with Grandma so Jesse can leave Angelville. You know, but Jesse warns Tulip that Grandma is extremely dangerous, 
and begs her not to fuck with her. They start to have a little hanky-panky in the sack, but Jody interrupts to summon Jesse outside. Uh, in the kitchen, TC remarks to Jesse that Cassidy is a curiously fast healer, which piques Jody's attention. And Jesse orders Tulip to stay out of trouble while he's away. After he leaves, TC asks Tulip if she wants to see his dangle. <laughs> and that's exactly what you think it means. Yeah. Yes. And no immediate answer from Tulip. Um, just being, you know, just good hospitality, asking yeah. your yeah. guest if you want to see your dingle. I always offer them Ritz crackers in my dingle. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm more of a it's only, it's only good manners. Right? That's what to look forward to at the barbecue, kids. Um, that's your hors d'oeuvres for the day. Uh, crackers and dingle. <laughs> So Jesse stops by uh, Cassidy's room to make amends. He tells Cassidy that he's his best friend. Cue the Queen song, and he, he doesn't say it, uh, and you know that he doesn't say it enough. And Cass reminds him that he's never said it. Nope, never not once. Never saw it. Never said it. Nope. I must have. I must have. Nope. Not not even once. Nope. Uh, he's like, well, I'm saying it now. And, and Jesse urges Cassidy to leave Angelville before TC and Jody realize that he's a vampire because that could go badly. And I love Cassidy's nonchalance about, you know, this is nonchalant uh, uh, response to this. He's like, I'm a fucking vampire and, you know, Bayou Voodoo Land. I should be like your poster boy, you know. <laughs> It should be on your brochures or something like that. Uh, and he's like, I'm not leaving without Tulip. In an effort to hide Cassidy's healing powers, Jesse then stabs him in the shoulder where his old wound was and informs Jody and TC that he isn't healing quite as quickly as they thought. So Tulip snoops around in Grandma's room and finds a bloody handkerchief, uh, which, you know, she's like, oh, bonus. I already found, uh, you know, Jesse's uh, little curse thing here. And a filing cabinet, and she realizes there's a lot out of them. And she spots a bowl underneath the bed with some mysterious liquid dripping into it and crouches to get a closer look, and Grandma's hand falls out from under the blanket. And she Made me jump. Freaks out and leaves out of the room. Was coming. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> Excuse me. She even eats something. Like, she opens one container yeah. and must have chili peppers or something. She's like, know, oh, because, oh. Uh, because uh, Jesse opens the same container yeah, later they, and they eats They them. were Swedish fish, weren't they? Yeah, I thought they were licorice. Yeah, licorice or Swedish fish. Maybe they were Swedish fish. Okay. I don't know. Still, it's... it's they look, uh, they look like gummy candy to me. Yeah. You still never eat anything while you're in fairyland. Or dicks. They could have been dicks. They right? could have been dingles. Nothing gummy like dingles. a good gummy dingle. Gummy <laughs> dingle. Sour gummy dingle. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Tulip passes TC in the hallway on, uh, on the way out of the room, and she says that she would, in fact, like to see his dingle. So... <laughs> Um, Jesse's on the job, walks into a rehab meeting as a man tearfully describes his addiction oh. to sniffing glue and being a drug counselor. I shouldn't have laughed as hard as I did at this scene. Well, well it was, was funny because the brochure said holding it together. Yes. So. Right. It said glue yeah. and you. <clears throat> it was hilarious. Said, where's, the, where's the glue, Dad? Where's the glue? Yeah, he's going on about <laughs> experience about. I shouldn't have been laughing he's either. Make but models it was with funny. I, know, I feel terrible. It's, it's, but glue and you pamphlet? I mean, come on, that's the type of shit I'm talking about. The little things that you can look around and find. You gotta look. I didn't notice it the first time I watched it. I only noticed a glue and you pamphlet on the second view. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> and Jesse approaches the addict and then pretends to be a fellow huffer and, and suggests that he seeks treatment for his addiction at Angelville. And the addict excitedly asks if the tombs are open again. But Jesse says, no, just uh, Madame Lajal is only offering clean sober spells, you know. 
And the man declares, you know, ah, I'll go see Madame Boyd then instead. Thanks for nothing, Father. So Tomb's very popular. Done around those parts, I guess. Uh, Jesse joins Jody in the truck after failing to find new customers, and Jody tells him about uh, Gamblers Anonymous meetings. He's like, we got other place we can go. And Jesse begs Jody to help him escape, at the very least for his mother's sake. You know, and, uh, Jody punches him. We'll take that as a no. <laughs> so uh, TC is showing his dingle to Tulip in his shack, and then Tulip slyly asks, and, and of course does the obligatory, it's like, ah, it's a little cold in here, so take that into account. <laughs> Uh, shrinkage. <laughs> Tulip slyly asks TC about the bloody handkerchief. She's uh, fishing for some information, uh, dingling for some information. <laughs> TC explains that they're blood compacts, which are contracts that can only be broken when the customer's debt has been paid. And um, Tulip's like, you know, or you can just, you know, get get the napkin back, right, and burn it. And you know, TC relies a uh, cautionary tale of a man who once tried to break a blood compact with grandma by paying her. Um, but grandma had decided that the debt wasn't actually paid. So he tries to tear the compact apart, which results in his wife being torn in half as well. Nice little gut evisceration shot oh, there. Well was, done. Special effects department. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> nice spray too. As he, yes. they shoot him from behind and he tears it and there's just blood spray on the back of his head. Yeah. It's like points, points for blood spray. always, Tulip clams a miniature gator on TC's thing <laughs> and demands to know how to break Jesse's curse, which we don't realize until after she's talking to him. You know, we think maybe she grabbed it in herself because she says, you know, it's like, I think I would like to touch that. Well, he's picking hair and, out of uh, it later. Yeah, he gets a gator on the end of it. Yeah, he was right. Yeah. Uh, nothing, nothing ruins a good uh, stuffed alligator than puke stuck in his mouth. He really cared about it. Oh, I think it makes it better. Gator. I think I, I watched it without commercials. Uh, but I, I think it was that they came back right from the break with that one too, just like the cloth yeah, bag. Yeah. So yeah, hitting the gross beats right out of the park there, Seth Rogen. Love you for it. Uh, so, oh yeah, right back from commercial. Here you go. Here's pubic hair. Suck on it. <laughs> pubic hair and uh, chicken hunting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're a beautiful one. <laughs> Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, so she she try, tries to find out how to break Jesse's curse. DC says the only way to do it is convince Grandma to let Jesse go, or find yourself some voodoo magic. Fucking voodoo magic, man. Cassidy stops by Grandma's office and tells her that he's not leaving Angelville without Tulip, and he asks her about that love spell that she'd previously mentioned. And Tulip sits in her car outside Madame's Boyd, uh, Madame Boyd's motel. Uh, and she puts her gun in the glove compartment, takes it out, then puts it in again. She finally decides to walk up to her, uh, Madame Boyd's uh, place. Cassidy holds a vial in Grandma's foyer, and Jesse returns with Jody, and we're assuming it's his love potion. Jesse uh, returns with Jody and asks where Tulip is, and Jody observes that Cassidy has recovered again. Jesse debriefs Grandma and says that the Boyds control all the business in town. She mentions the tombs, but Jesse refuses to reopen them. But then Grandma threatens to put him in the coffin and then mentions that uh, Cassidy stopped by for a chat. So, as we previously said, TC is picking pubic hairs, his own, presumably, out of a mini gator. Thank you for that visual. Cassidy hunts down a chicken and devours him. Yeah. And TC catches him, of course, and holds him at gunpoint, realizing that Cassidy is a vampire and he calls for Jody. Jesse calls Tulip and leaves a message asking where she is, and he hears noises outside and finds Jody and TC stringing Cassidy up in a tree. 
And he pretends that he didn't know that uh, Cassidy was a vampire, and Jody and TC suggest using him for a target practice until the sun rises. Um, and Jesse proposes another idea. And back at Madame Boyd's, uh, the assistant greets Tulip in the waiting room, and she introduces herself as uh, Marnie or something like that, and explains that she's trying to get her boyfriend out of a blood compact. And the assistant leaves Tulip to her office. Uh, Tulip starts talking to a figure in the shadows, assuming it's Madame Boyd. And the assistant then asks uh, Tulip how Jesse got trapped in the blood compact, and she realizes her identity has been compromised. There's a little bit of a scuffle, and she jumps through the window just to be literally thrown right back inside. No, no, you get back in there. Like, they were just waiting for her. Did you notice that those muscle men uh, were playing, like, this rousing game of sorry? Yeah. yeah. No, trouble. It was trouble. Trouble, yeah. Oh, yeah, trouble. it had the pop-matic bubble. bubble. Yes, it was trouble. Yeah, it yep. was. That's a fun game. I've got it. Yeah. But that, that's the type of shit that just cracks me up, man. You expect I mean, they're going to be playing cards, right? They're fucking blueberries. You know, I almost pissed myself first time they brought up blueberries in the show. Yeah, awesome. blueberries. Yeah. <laughs> Seth Rogen is our tribe, guys. I, I don't want to break that to you. Um, <laughs> so the assistant reveals herself to be Madame Boyd. And there's a, the other Madame Boyd is uh, tips over and is apparently an actual mummified woman. Mm. And Tula, Tula points her gun at Madame Boyd and says, nice to meet you. And that plot line there until next week, presumably. Jesse enters a basement. Welcome back to the terms, you six sons of bitches, he announces. And an audience erupts in cheers, and Jesse announces a battle between uh, the, our old friend, the pedophile science teacher <laughs> with one eye, Hal, and this backstabbing piece of shit vampire. And Cassidy and Hal pick up their weapons and begin to fight. And that's where and, we end it. And Jesse Cusser looks a lot better than Hugh Jackman with a top hat on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and evil. They're just the way they're lighting him and his oh. eyes and this. He's just, oh, yeah. Like, we're really kind of wondering if, if of Jesse's motivations here. Is he saving Cassidy's life or is he pissed that he went to mama? You know? uh, maybe so, a little bit of both. He said um, it's going to hurt, but I mean, knows. he knows Cassidy's going to be yeah. able to take whoever's yeah. down in that tomb. Right, yeah, I, I think that's my prediction. Is that's his ultimate plan. He's given Cass some food to help him break out. You know, yeah. a one-eyed, a one-eyed, you know, ageless pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> that's age. I mean, come on. So I think it's possible we might uh, have a wrap up of Angelville maybe next next episode. I don't know. Um, uh, I don't know. I think I they might. Think have, so it's, it's uh, what do they have? Thirteen episodes this season. I wouldn't want to see it go too far past the middle of the the season. It depends okay. on how long they want to string it out. I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they oh, gonna... I just want to get to some other stuff, man. I want to see fucking Hitler in Starbucks. I need to well, see that in my yeah. life. Well, I'm <laughs> sure that'll be interwoven through, but I mean, <laughs> this this some pretty big points that still have to be addressed in the the angel yeah. and stuff. Very true. Like, who was the mysterious voice on the phone that Tulip picked up? Yeah, well, if you watch the pre, no. uh, I think they may have said I, they may have showed who that was. Um, I don't know if it was the. Uh, the Saint of Killers or something on the other end, or because they had they had a. I didn't the, see that preview. I saw the the preview of the fight, Cassidy fight. They had a Saint of Killers on the preview that I that I watched, and um, like this whole devil face, like hell, uh, someone fucking up my operation. So I it was gonna be awesome. I can't wait to see who's on the other line of the phone. Oh, oh, didn't we leave the Saint with basically? I want to talk to Satan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah there you go. So ooh, good, nice. So he's gonna come back. I don't think there's been a bad episode of this that I've seen. Even maybe maybe one has been slower than another, but from last season. But everything I've seen for this, this is the third one. It's just just keep go hoping that it stays on this role because it is it is wonderful. I mean, yeah, these guys are all great and they're having fun. You can tell that yeah. they're oh, yeah. fucking fun. 
That's it, and that's how you sell a fucking wacko universe like this. You yeah. just everyone's taking it seriously within their own characters, and that's neat. If you don't sell that as an actor, man, you're, you're done. It's a parody cartoon. Yeah. But there's, we said all along, there's legit drama in this show, and the actors bring it for it. And yeah. It's awesome. It's you, every, I mean, you, even like Laura Featherstone, and uh, she's great too. I mean, everyone is just terrific. And I kind of get more uh, Air, Hair Star in there too, because I kind of. Oh, we're, we're nowhere near done with him. No, I, I know. I was gonna say, did you notice when Tulip went into Madame Boyd's? Um, some of her guys had the uh, the soul machine in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there was. They were loading up. up they were loading up the uh, little bit of that last guy's soul. Yeah, the, it's just so. And I mean, it's yeah, it's quick, but Tulip notices it too. So it's. Yeah. I wonder if that's gonna come into play. I don't know. It must. But yeah, every. Uh, Every every character that they introduce, I just I just want to see more of. Where else am I going to say I want to see more Hitler? I mean, what the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I tell my wife, honey, you're going to love this show. God, God comes down to earth. He's dressed in a Dalmatian suit, and Hitler's there, and and there's ass play with with this with his hair star. You're going to love it. She's going to kick me out. It just <laughs> it just have no. No, it, you can't. You can't describe the show to somebody, really. Uh, this no. is my litmus test with Tina. This is when we first got together almost a year ago. You know, this is one of the shows. I'm like, if you watch this with me and still want to be with me, yeah, you go on. You know. Congratulations, you passed the test. <laughs> then you're okay. Yeah, good lady, you got there. Better than the baseball test in Diner, in my opinion. <laughs> Diner, old fucking fart movie, kids. Look it up. Yeah, but yeah, she's, she's good if she'll watch this with you. She's just really loved you, man. <laughs> yeah, no, she's, she's actually watched it on her own, too. She, she keeps track of it when she's not here. So. Nice. I told her she didn't have to. I yeah, gave all of them a disclaimer. It's like, you don't have to be as weird as me for us to work. But it helps. <laughs> I'm not going to be watching this with my nine-year-old. We'll, we'll, we'll stick with our Steven Universe um, binges, and that'll be about it. There yeah. you go. I'll keep this away from Yeah, but Yeah, it's, it is terrific. Yeah, I, I just hope that, like we were mentioning, that they don't... How realistically? How many seasons do you think they can get out of if they stick more or less to the to the trade to the comics? You know, how many seasons do you think they could five, run this out? To? Five or six. You I think, think so? Yeah, that'd be a healthy definitely, thing for them to shoot for. Yeah, you could definitely do five. I mean, if you do five, you're going to be cramming a lot of stuff in, which is fine. I, I you know I like the fact that they're trying to squeeze in content. Six would probably give it a little bit more room to breathe because I mean after. <laughs> what goes down in Angelville, there's so much more stuff that happens. And again, you could streamline a lot of it. Um, but there's some pretty significant yeah. story arcs that still happen after this. Now, was there a mid season break on this show last year? I don't remember. Um, if there was. I don't no. think so. No, I think it kept on track. I think like a week off or something. Yeah. Because Fear of the Walking Dead cast comes, or Fear of the Walking Dead cast, just Fear of the Walking Dead. Okay, yeah, comes back the end of August, so I think. So this has to wrap up by then, pretty much. That would be a way that they would stretch it out if they, if they, if the ratings turn out to be great and they wanted to. I well, would not though, because Fear of the Walking Dead is on at nine, I think, so it could overlap. Yeah, what a night that would be! Fear of the Walking Dead and um, Preacher. Shoot, <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> go to work. <laughs> Go to work, but yeah, it's a it's a, it's a fun show, man. I love it, love it, love it, love it. Just give me more Airstar. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we might be delving into him a little more next time uh, or soon. Hopefully, he's he's got to go visit the All Father. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be fucking fun. All Father. <laughs> we have to get back around to Eugene as well. I don't know. I mean, that's you know, yeah. I love Eugene. Eugene. And, and Hitler. They're all listed. I mean, everyone literally in the show is listed in opening credits, and they're all show a scene from them in the credits. So everybody's being serviced uh, this yeah. year. So. Um, yeah, hopefully they they know how to shuffle it and, and get everyone their 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 due time. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, you could, as far as seasons, I mean, they could if you know the the ratings. This show is also set up that you you could pad it. You know, yeah, you, for you, sure. good writers, you could make up shit out of whole cloth in the search for God and you can come up with any number of bizarro religious. Yeah, uh, you know, irreverent characters. You know, we haven't even really seen too much more from heaven's side of things. You know, lately, you know, or the the chaos that goes on there. I kind of hope we get to see a little more of that. Uh, I think with the Santa um, Killers coming I mean, back, can, that'll be happening. Yeah, I mean, pair of the heart Krishnas already. I mean that. <laughs> That's one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could have and just. Yeah, I could watch a whole hour of Star just going around and slaughtering other religions. I mean, there's oh, oodles of fun there. Well, I mean, there's there's God. plenty of opportunity because I mean, you know that the episode where, I mean, the issue where, uh, let's just say a certain lighter comes into play. That's a whole episode right there, and you know they have to do it at some point. That's like one of the key issues of the comic. Um, mm-hmm. and you can certainly, if they do want to stretch it out, then you got to give me my TC and Jody eighties canon action movie team up. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. See, that's the type of stuff that I, that I'd forgotten was in the comic. Yes. Yes. You're right. Cause yeah, I, I don't know. I've said, I don't know if we're ever going to get stuff like that. But... Uh, I just think if you, if we switched it on and it's just TC yeah. and Jody and they're a little bit younger and. That's this doesn't even have the same regular credits or anything. Just just goes right into, you know, put some VHS oh, I'd, fuzz I'd on it. Be fine with that. It'd be amazing. But I mean, we still haven't gotten anything about like I, I think they're gonna skip right over like Jesse's dad's Vietnam story, which is a shame. But they've uh, kind of written it so well, Jesse's dad is almost you know played. Oh, he could be an Iraqi as much of a part as he's gonna need to. Did, oh, yeah. We still would like to see how you know. What, it is even for, you know for non-comic readers, it is kind of a mystery to like how John and Christine got together and it's gonna, gotten the messes that they did. So they're going to have to show it. Yeah, they have to. I think that the, I think the writing is so good and the interpretation of the car. I think they can get away with it. I think they could probably figure out some some way to because uh, you haven't seen a lot of Christine. You know, you don't you want to know? They, yeah, I think the writing is good. So I think that they if they wanted to, they could definitely squeeze that in in a good way. Let's be honest. At some point, Jesse's going back in the coffin, and that's a perfect opportunity to do flashbacks. You know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, more than likely. <laughs> it's Chekhov's coffin at this point. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just like Chekhov's, uh, I'm pretty sure that it's the, the soul juice dripping in Grandma's IV there, and, and we are going to get to see her in a. I think the Madame Boyd uh, reveal was. Uh, a little foreshadowing there. Yes. I think Grandma's going to end up looking like Madame Boyd. Um, Grandma crossed her legs, which is which is pretty good. I didn't, didn't think she could do that. Maybe she's getting a little stronger. You know, she said she was working on it, and uh, yeah. and she she kind of effortlessly let's see crossed her legs. And I said, oh, maybe something's uh, going on here that she's getting a little stronger. Yeah, yeah. And that's another good, good casting too. Oh God, yeah. Betty Buckley is fucking killing it. Yeah. 
<laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> I mean, God. And and also, it's just like it's, it's beautifully shot. I mean, all of if you, that whole plantation, the, the way they added that little animation of the burning, I guess it was a vampire or whatever yeah. burning. Yeah. It came out of nowhere, and I'm like, wow, that's really good. And yeah. and if you look around the plantation, you can get all kinds of little details. Looks like all the stuff we pick up on garage sales, just all over yeah. the plantation <laughs> stuff, the jackalopes, and it's just beautiful. It's like a whoever does the sets for that for this particular um, arc is doing a great job. I want to go garage selling at Metamagels, man. I'm buying up all the fucking magic shit. Uh, I wouldn't uh, touch anything in there. It was, always wanted to be a body magic queen for some reason. Yeah, I always wanted to get that alligator with some pubic hair in its mouth, too. <laughs> I, I got an alligator head you know, on my shelf. You perfect. want me to work one up for you? <laughs> <laughs> you would have, I would have an alligator head on my shelf. That's one thing I, I don't have in my in my macabre collection. But I used to have lacquered toads playing musical instruments. Ooh. I'll have Gardner slay one of those. Uh, never mind. <laughs> Florida. Well said Disney alligators, which I'll edit out because kid got eaten by a Disney alligator. Sorry. Well, yeah, the parents yeah, didn't yeah. leave the sign. Yeah, well, they're in fucking Florida where, where the, alligators the wildlife play. will eat you. So yeah. I was yeah. <laughs> laying over in, in Orlando, and there's a lake next to where we lay over, and there's a Hooters across the way. It's the only place to eat. It's not like I'm going to swim across the lake to get to the Hooters, but I might. But <laughs> I might, but I might. But Perhaps. there's uh, there's all over there that has alligator pictures of it. Stay away from the lake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't have to tell me twice. Uh, I'm already on the lookout for that shit if I'm in Florida. They do have good wings. Who does that? Uh, Soda does buffalo, or well, so does buffalo, where they were fucking invented, and we don't have giant reptiles, so bonus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got the garbage plate, though. God, the garbage plate. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. That sounds delicious right now. And all I've had to eat today was like homemade nachos. They didn't even have much meat on them. So. I, I'd kill yeah, for I a nacho. I'm, I'm, I'm carb free for the next couple of months, so I can look half decent. But awesome. Yeah, but <laughs> man, I would kill for a piece of. I would kill for a bread sandwich with bread in the middle. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's gonna be my next meal. Actually. Yeah, the, the bread bread sandwich with pasta salad on the, the side. Actually. The first the first week of doing low carb is like I want bread, I want bread, I want bread. But you can get through it. You can get through it after the first week. My wife's been gone for for like a week. She's in Florida with vacation on vacation with a kid, and I've been working pretty much nonstop. So I'm coming home. It's like nothing to eat. No. So I think I ate. I- I ate ice cubes today. I don't know what the fuck. Oh, <laughs> well, um, you're you're in Queens. Just go walk out the door and go 50 feet left or right. Uh, Street food. You're like you get home you're for your feet and you're like ah oh, fuck what's this a can of what is this spam? All right. Well, 7-Eleven does have noodles. Yeah, you know what? That's I should I should go down and get one of those rolling hot dogs. Oh, <laughs> yeah. can't go around with them. Get one of those. No, you cannot. Put some assholes and salt, baby. I can tell my kid, you know, I remember when all 7-Eleven had was hot dogs. Now that's how old your old man is. Uh, now you can get the Jamaican beef patties, you can get chicken <laughs> wings, you get a whole pizza. None of these wing bullshit. No, you had hot dogs and that was it. Yeah. Really, seven- Daddy? Tell me another story. I love 7-Eleven's food. I <laughs> you just have to walk uphill both ways to get to 7-Eleven. In the snow, <laughs> with no shoes. <laughs> so, McDonald's did McDonald's didn't always have breakfast. No, Daddy, say it in song. There was no egg, but Bob. Yeah, now I'm hungry, so yeah, me too. let's end this. Uh, yes. Let's go <laughs> scrounge. <laughs>
<laughs> I think I have uh, uh, what do I? I'm such a lazy shopper. I think I'm down to. Uh, I'm going to have a breadcrumb and cheese sandwich. There's nothing I hope wrong that with more breadcrumbs. I need a piece of cheese and maybe squirt some mayo in there or something. We still should have some of that leftover uh, pizza we had a couple yeah, weeks ago. I, yeah, that almost survived the next day. <laughs> that was good shit. And we missed you, hero. You would have loved it. Oh, I know. Feast for the eyes. Feast for the eyes. Well, soon. So, oh, anything more about preacher guys? Or oh yeah, uh, preacher. I oh, just yeah. am I gonna have to cross this over with eat it? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want to do, I I I don't because right now with the twist that this took at the end of the episode, I don't know where it's going. Because that has yeah. come from whole cloth. It's not from the source material. So, very intrigued. Oh, so, yeah. Well, we're going to see a pretty good tombs fight, tombs fight apparently. So. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, my prediction is this is how Jesse's going to... I think they're going to wrap it up quicker than you think, our hero. I'm just going to call it. I think this is going to be like the beginning of the rebellion, you know. Basically, Tulip getting something from Madame Boyd at gunpoint, and I don't know. Madame Boyd seems pretty confident and not too That's worried not, about Tulip's gun, so that yeah. could go south too. I want to stick with Team Hero. I think it's going to go a little longer than than than, uh, than you might think. Oh, I hope so. I hope you and it might, right. it might be broken uh, up with you know an episode where they, we focus on uh, the Grail and an episode where we focus on Eugene. So certainly that'd probably can... be the smartest way to do it is to just kind of drag it out as long as they could and, and just pepper in the other stuff. And they've done that pretty deftly before. So yeah, yeah. I have faith in these crazy fuckers. Terrific yeah. show. Thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate the invite. It was great. Yeah, anytime cast this year, I think we're probably going to have the Hughes on next week, or at least one Hughes, Brian or Beth or both. So there you go. Uh, Patrick's coming back in August and is going to want to do a couple and, We'll, we'll figure it out weekly on Weekly Heroics. Bring your dingle. Bring your dingle. <laughs> Stay away from the gators. Bye now. <laughs> <laughs>